Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, a stone's throw from the English Channel. We've set up this little haven. Hythe, translated into Anglo-Saxon, is haven. In other words, it was originally called haven. So, it's a haven. We've set up this little two-bedroom flat in Haven, in Hyde, and we're trying to put out the sound vibration that Srila Prabhupada vibrated, <clears throat> his vocal kirtan, his books, his uh, Bhaktivedanta purports. Uh, we hope that you're all safe and sound and... Um, Christian conscious, happy in every respect. Um, we dedicate this reading to the devotees in, in Ukraine who are going through very tough times. And we pray that they're protected, uh, that Krishna may protect them. Lord Nishingadev may protect them. I say a prayer every day in our morning program, actually, that... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> that the Ukrainian devotees will be protected. Okay, Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvadasavasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madegabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadagamadbhagya Mad Anandana Mostude. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam premnarit kanta yogspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. 
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we reached the seventh chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, scheduled <clears throat> scheduled uh, incarnations, what is it, scheduled? Scheduled incarnations with specific functions. And we're starting with Chapter 14, Lord Brahma is uh, enlightening Narada, his mind-born son, and Chukadev Goswami is explaining this to uh, Prikshit Maharaj, and Sutta Goswami is explaining it to the sages of Naimisharanya. So all these three overlaying conversations are going on. This is Lord Brahma speaking to Narada, beginning with text 14. The Personality of Godhead <clears throat> assumed the incarnation of Nishingadev in order to vanquish the great fears of the demigods. He killed the king of the demons, Hiranyakashipu, who challenged the Lord with a club in his hand by placing the demon on his thighs and piercing him with his nails, rolling his eyebrows in anger and showing his fearful teeth and mouth. Purport. <clears throat> the history of Hiranyakashipu and his great devotee son, Prahlad Maharaj, is narrated in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hiranyakashipu became very powerful by material achievements and thought himself to be immortal by the grace of Brahmaji. Brahmaji Declined to, <clears throat> declined to award him the benediction of immortality because he himself is not an immortal being. But Hiranyakashipu derived Brahma's benediction in a roundabout way, almost equal to becoming an immortal being. Hiranyakashipu was sure that he would not be killed by any man or demigod or by any kind of known weapon nor would he die during the day, day or night. The Lord, however, assumed the incarnation <clears throat> of half-man and half-lion, which was beyond the imagination of a materialistic demon like Hiranyakashipu, and thus, keeping pace with the benediction of Brahmaji, the Lord killed him. He killed him on his lap, so that he was ni killed neither on the land nor on the water nor in the sky. The demon was pierced by Nishingadev's nails, which were beyond the human weapons imaginable by Hiranyakashipu. The literal meaning of Hiranyakashipu is one who was after gold and soft bedding, the ultimate aim of all materialistic men. Such demonic men who have no relationship with God gradually become puffed up by material acquisitions and begin to challenge the authority 
of the Supreme Lord and torture those who were devotees of the Lord. Prahlad Maharaj happened to be the son of Hiranyakashipu. And because the boy was a great devotee, his father tortured him to the best of his ability. In this extreme situation, the Lord assumed the incarnation of Nishingadev, and just to finish the enemy of the demigods, the Lord killed Hiranyakashipu in a matter beyond the demon's imagination. Materialistic plans of godless demons are always frustrated by the all-powerful Lord. Text 15 <clears throat> the leader of the elephants, whose leg was attacked in a river by a crocodile of superior strength, was much aggrieved. Taking a lotus flower in his trunk, he addressed the Lord, saying, O original enjoyer, Lord of the universe, O deliverer, as famous as a place of pilgrimage, all are purified simply by hearing your holy name, which is worthy to be chanted. PURPORT The history of delivering the leader of the elephants whose leg was attacked in the river by a crocodile of superior strength is described in the eighth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Since the Lord is absolute knowledge, there is no difference between His holy name and the personality of Godhead. The leader of the elephants was much distressed when he was attacked by the crocodile. <clears throat> Although an elephant is generally stronger than a crocodile, the latter is stronger than an elephant when it is in the water. But because the elephant had been a great devotee of the Lord in his previous birth, he was able to chant the holy name of the Lord by dint of his past good deeds. Every living entity is always distressed in this material world because this place is such that at every step one has to meet with some kind of distress. But one who is supported by his past good deeds engages himself in the devotional service of the Lord as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 7.16. Those who are supported by impious acts cannot be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord even though they are distressed. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 7.15. The personality of Godhead Hari appeared at once on the back of his eternal bearer Garuda and delivered the elephant. The elephant was conscious <coughs> of his relation with the Supreme Lord. He addressed the Lord as Adi Purusha, or the original enjoyer. Both the Lord and the living beings are conscious and are therefore enjoyers. But the Lord is the original enjoyer because he is the creator of everything. In a family, both the father and his sons are undoubtedly enjoyers. But the father is the original enjoyer and these sons are subsequent enjoyers. A pure devotee knows well that everything in the universe is the property 
of the Lord, and that a living entity can enjoy a thing as ordained by the Lord. A living being cannot even touch a thing which is not allotted to him. This, this idea of the original enjoyer is explained very nicely in the Ishupanishad. One who knows this difference between the Lord and himself never accepts anything without first offering it to the Lord. <clears throat> the elephant addressed the Lord as Akila Lokanat, or the Lord of the universe, who is therefore the Lord of the elephant also. The elephant, being a pure devotee of the Lord, specifically deserved to be saved from the attack of the crocodile, and because it is a promise of the Lord that his devotee will never be vanquished, it was quite befitting that the elephant called upon the Lord to protect him, and the merciful Lord also at once responded. The Lord is the protector of everyone, but he is the first protector of one who acknowledges the superiority of the Lord. Instead of being so falsely proud as to deny the superiority of the Lord or to claim to be equal to Him. He is ever superior. A pure devotee of the Lord knows this difference between the Lord and Himself. Therefore, a pure devotee is given first preference because of his full dependence, whereas the person who denies the existence of the Lord and declares himself the Lord is called Asura. And as such, he is given protection by the strength of limited power, subject to the sanction of the Lord. Since the Lord is superior to everyone, his protection is also superior. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> no one can imagine it. The elephant addressed the Lord as Tirtha Shabba, or as famous as a place of pilgrimage. People go to places of pilgrimage in order to be delivered from the reactions of unknown sinful acts. But one can be freed from all sinful reactions simply by remembering His holy name. The Lord is therefore as good as the holy places of pilgrimage. <clears throat> one can be free from all sinful reactions after reaching the place of pilgrimage but one can have the same benefit at home or at any place simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord. For a pure devotee, there is no need to go to a holy place of pilgrimage. He can be delivered from all sinful acts simply by remembering the Lord in earnestness. A pure devotee of the Lord never commits any sinful acts, but because the whole world is full of the sinful atmosphere. Even a pure devotee may commit a sin unconsciously as a matter of course. One who commits sinful acts consciously cannot be worthy of being a devotee of the Lord. But a pure devotee who unconsciously does something sinful is certainly delivered by the Lord because a pure devotee remembers the Lord always. The Lord's holy name is called Shravana Mangala. This means that one receives everything auspicious 
by hearing the holy name. In another place in Srimad Bhagavatam, His holy name is described as Punya, Shravana, Kirtana. It is a pious act simply to chant and hear all about the Lord. The Lord descends to this earth and acts like others in connection with the activities of the world just to create subject matters for hearing about Him. Otherwise, the Lord has nothing to do in this world, nor has He any obligation to do anything. He comes out of His own causeless mercy and acts as He desires. And the Vedas and Puranas are full of descriptions of His different activities so that people in general may naturally be eager to hear and read something about His activities. Generally, however, the modern fictions and novels of the world occupy a greater part of people's valuable time. Such literatures cannot do good to anyone. On the contrary, they agitate the young mind unnecessarily and increase the modes of passion and ignorance, leading to increasing bondage to the material conditions. The same aptitude for hearing and reading is better utilized in re hearing and reading of the Lord's activities. This will give one all-around benefit. It is concluded, therefore, that the holy name of the Lord and topics in relation with Him are always worth hearing. And therefore, here in this verse, He is called Namadeya, or one whose holy name is worth chanting. Text 16. <clears throat> The Personality of Godhead, after hearing the elephant's plea, felt that the elephant needed his immediate help, for he was in great distress. Thus at once the Lord appeared there on the wings of the king of birds, Garuda, fully equipped with his weapon, the wheel, Chakra. With the wheel he cut to pieces the mouth of the crocodile to save the elephant and he delivered the elephant by lifting him by his trunk. PURPORT The Lord resides in his Vaikuntha planet. No one can estimate how far away this planet is situated. It is said, however, that anyone trying to reach that planet by airships or by mine ships, traveling for millions of years, will find it still unknown. Modern scientists have invented airships which are material and the yogis make a still finer material attempt to travel by mind ships. The yogis can reach any distant place very quickly with the help of mind ships. But neither the airship nor the mind ship has access to the kingdom of God in the Vaikuntha Loka, situated far beyond the material sky. Since this is the situation, how is it possible for the prayers of the elephant to be heard from such an unlimitedly distant place? And how could the Lord at once appear on the spot? These things cannot be calculated by human imagination. All this was possible by the unlimited power of the Lord 
And therefore the Lord is described here as aprameya. For not even the best human brain can estimate his powers and potencies by mathematical calculation. The Lord can hear from such a distant place. He can eat from there. And he can appear simultaneously in all places at a moment's notice. Such is the omnipotency of the Lord. Omnipotency. Such is the omnipotency of the Lord. Text 17. Although he appeared as the youngest of Aditi's sons, known as the Adityas, the Lord still surpassed all their qualities because he is transcendental to all material modes. And because he surpassed all the planets of the universe, he is the supreme personality of Godhead. On the pretense of asking for a measurement of three footsteps of land, he took away all the lands of Bali Maharaj. He asked simply because without begging, no authority can take one's rightful possession. Purport The history of Bali Maharaj and his charity to Vamanadev is described in the eighth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Bali Maharaj conquered all the planets of the universe by rightful possession. A king can conquer other kings by strength, and such possession is considered to be rightful. So Bali Maharaj possessed all the lands of the universe, and he happened to be charitably disposed toward the brahmanas. The Lord therefore pretended to be a beggar brahmana, and he asked Bali Maharaj for a measurement of three footsteps of land. The Lord, as the proprietor of everything, could take from Bali Maharaj all the land he possessed. But he did not do so, because Bali Maharaj possessed all those lands by king's rights. When Bali Maharaj was asked by Lord Vamana for such small charity, Bali Maharaj's spiritual master named Shukracharya objected to this proposal because he knew that Vamanadev was Vishnu himself pretending to be a beggar. Bali Maharaj did not agree to abide by the order of his spiritual master when he understood that the beggar was Vishnu himself and he at once agreed to give him in charity the land he requested. By this agreement, Lord Vamana covered all the lands of the universe with his first two steps and then asked Bali Maharaj where to place the third step. Bali Maharaj was very glad to receive the Lord's remaining step upon his head. And thus, Bali Maharaj, instead of losing everything he possessed, was blessed by the Lord's becoming his constant companion and doorman. So, by giving everything to the cause of the Lord, one does not lose anything, but he gains everything that he could ever otherwise, that he could never otherwise expect. Text 18 
Bali Maharaj, who put on his head the water washed from the lotus feet of the Lord, did not think of anything besides his promise, in spite of being forbidden by his spiritual master. <clears throat> the king dedicated his own personal body to fulfilling the measurement of the Lord's third step. For such a personality, even the kingdom of heaven, which he conquered by his strength, was of no value. Purport Bali Maharaj, by gaining, by gaining the transcendental favor of the Lord in exchange for his great material sacrifice, was able to have a place in Vaikuntha, Loka, with equal or greater facilities of eternal enjoyment. Therefore, he was not at all the loser by sacrificing the kingdom of heaven, which he had possessed by his material strength. In other words, when the Lord snatches away one's hard-earned material possessions and favors one with his personal transcendental service for eternal life, bliss, and knowledge, such taking away by the Lord should be considered a special favor upon such a pure devotee. Material possessions, however alluring they may be, cannot be permanent possessions. Therefore, one has to voluntarily give up such possessions or one has to leave such possessions at the time of quitting this material body. The sane man knows that all material possessions are temporary and that the best use of such possessions is to engage them in the service of the Lord so that the Lord may be pleased with him and award him a permanent place in his Param Dhamma. <clears throat> in the Bhagavad Gita 15, 5 and 6, the Param Dhamma of the Lord is described as follows. Nirmana Moha Jita Sangha Dosha Ajatmanitya Vivinita Kamaha Ajatmanitya Vinivrita Kamaha Dvandvayar Vimukta Sukadukha Samgyaya Gachchantyamuda Padamavyayam Tat Natadvasyate Suryo Nishashanko Napavakaha Yadgatva Nanivartante Taddama Padamam Mama One who possesses more in this material world in the shape of houses, land, children, society, friendship and wealth possesses these things only for the time being. One cannot possess all this illusory paraphernalia created by Maya permanent, permanently. One cannot possess all this illusory paraphernalia created by Maya permanently. Such a possessor is more illusioned in the matter of his self-realization. Therefore, one should possess less or nothing so that one may be free from artificial prestige. We are contaminated in the material world by association with the three modes of material nature. Therefore, the more one spiritually advances by devotional service to the Lord in exchange for his temporary possessions, the more one is freed from the attachment 
of material illusion. To achieve this stage of life, one must be firmly convinced about spiritual existence and its permanent effects. To know exactly the permanency of spiritual existence, one may voluntarily practice possessing less or only the minimum to maintain one's material existence without difficulty. One should not create artificial needs that will help one be satisfied with the minimum. Artificial needs of life are activities of the senses. The modern advancement of civilization is based on these activities of the senses. Or, in other, in other words, it is a civilization of sense gratification. Perfect civilization is the civilization of Atma, or the soul proper. The civilized man of sense gratification is on an equal level with the animals, because animals cannot go beyond the activities of the senses. Above the senses is the mind. The civilization of mental speculation is also not the perfect stage of life, because above the mind is the intelligence. And the Bhagavad Gita gives us information of the intellectual civilization. The Vedic literatures give different directions for the human civilization, including the civilization of the senses, of the mind, of the intelligence, and of the soul proper. The Bhagavad Gita primarily deals with the intelligence of man, leading one to the progressive path of civilization on, of the spirit soul. And Srimad Bhagavatam is the complete human civilization, dealing with the subject matter of the soul proper. As soon as a man is raised to the status of the civilization of the soul, he is fit to be promoted to the kingdom of God, which is described in the Bhagavad Gita as per the above verses. The primary information of the kingdom of God informs us that there is no need of sun, moon, or electricity, which are all necessary in this material world of darkness. And the secondary information of the kingdom of God explains that anyone able to reach that kingdom by adoption of the civilization of the soul proper, or in other words, by the method of bhakti-yoga, attains the highest perfection of life. One is then situated in the permanent existence of the soul, with full knowledge of transcendental loving service for the Lord. Bali Maharaj accepted this civilization of the soul in exchange for his great material possessions and thus became fit for promotion to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, which he achieved by dint of his material power, was considered most insignificant in comparison with the kingdom of God. Those who have attained the comforts of a material civilization made for sense gratification should try to attain the kingdom of God by following in the footsteps of Bali Maharaj, who exchanged his acquired material strength adopting the process of bhakti-yoga as recommended in the Bhagavad-gītā and further explained in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam.
And that brings us to 750. That's, uh, well, we'll go a little longer. That's only half an hour. Text 19. O Narada, you were taught about the science of God and His transcendental loving service by the personality of Godhead in His incarnation of Hung's avatar. He was very much pleased with you due to your intense proportion of devotional service. He also explained unto you lucidly the full science of devotional service which is especially understandable by persons who are souls surrendered unto Lord Vasudeva, the Personality of Godhead. PURPORT The devotee and devotional service are two correlative, correlative terms, correlative terms. Unless one is inclined to be a devotee of the Lord, he cannot enter into the intricacies of devotional service. Lord Sri Krishna wanted to explain the Bhagavad Gita, which is the science of devotional service, unto Sri Arjuna, because Arjuna was not only his friend, but a great devotee as well. The whole process is that all living ent entities, being constitutionally parts and parcels of the Supreme Living Being, the Absolute Personality of Godhead, have proportionately minute independence of action also. So the preliminary qualification for entering into the devotional service of the Lord is that one become a willing cooperator and as such one should voluntarily cooperate with persons who are already engaged in the transcendental devotional service of the Lord. By cooperating with such persons the prospective candidate will gradually learn the techniques of devotional service. And with the progress of such learning, one becomes proportionately free from the contamination of material association. <clears throat> such a purificatory process will establish the prospective candidate in firm faith and gradually elevate him to the stage of transcendental taste for such devotional service. Thus, he acquires a genuine attachment for the devotional service of the Lord and his conviction carries him on to the point of ecstasy just prior to the stage of transcendental love. Such knowledge of devotional service may, divide, may be divided into two sections, namely preliminary knowledge of the nature of devotional service and the secondary knowledge of its execution. Bhagavatam is in relation with the supreme with the personality of Godhead, his beauty, fame, opulence, dignity, attraction, and transcendental qualities which attract one towards him for exchanges of love and affection. There is a natural affinity of the living entity for the loving service of the Lord. This affinity becomes artificially covered by the influence of material association and Srimad Bhagavatam helps one very genuinely remove that artificial covering. Therefore, it is particularly mentioned herein that Srimad Bhagavatam 
acts like the lamp of transcendental knowledge. These two sections of transcendental knowledge in devotional service become revealed to a person who is a soul surrendered unto Vasudeva. As it is said in the Bhagavad Gita 7.19, such a great soul, fully surrendered unto the lotus feet of Vasudeva, is very, very rare. Hare Krishna. So that's almost 8 o'clock. We'll stop here, and tomorrow we'll start again at text 20. And we're simply waiting here on pins and needles <laughs> for the devotees to share their reflections of what they just heard with us. First, this evening is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled devotees. Happy Akadashi to you all. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. And as Maharaj said, Jai Ho to Sri the Prabhupada's vocal kirtan. Yes, absolutely. His Brihat Mridanga. The sound of his Brihat Mridanga has spread all over the world. And despite all of the difficulties the world is going through, it's still growing. So many places. Hare Krishna. Thank you. And from Roy Kana Devi Dasi. Roy Kana Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Happy Akadashi. Oh, happy Akadashi to you. I forgot to mention it in the beginning. It is Kamada Ikadasi. And from Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. I am so grateful each day when I can hear even a few sentences of this potent transcendental nectar to inspire and encourage me and to elevate my consciousness by submissive hearing. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace and all glories to the process of devotional service which you just now uh, described in a very succinct couple of sentences. Thank you very much, Bhakti Noel. And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, I love to hear you read the books of Sri the Prabhupada. It is like sailing on a stream of faith. <laughs> so poetic. You should write songs or something. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, 
Hare Krishna. I'm trying to coax some reflections out of the Vaishnavas' hearts over here. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for the reading of glorious Srila Prabhupada's books. Mm. Happy to particularly listen to Lord Nusinghadev, Vamana Avatar, Kajendra Moksha, and devotee Nar- Narmada himself. Hare Krishna. Well, thank you very much, and uh, please continue to hear and chant and glorify and come to the spiritual plane um, completely absorbed so you can remember Krishna at the time of death and go back to the spiritual world. The Pramdam that we just heard about. Self-illuminated, full of light, no darkness. The material world is dark by nature. Therefore, we have to have light, fire, and electricity, and sun, and moon. But without those things, the material nature is darkness. Just like on the sun, there's no possibility of darkness because it's fully effulgent. So the spiritual planets are full of effulgence. They're self-effulgent. Therefore, there is no darkness in the spiritual world, period, ever. Wouldn't you like to go there? Oh, okay. So let's go. Hare Krishna. Thank you. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for your blissful singing and for always encouraging me in my utterings. <laughs> Hare Krishna. And Subarao Raja Gopal has a question. Yes, please, Subarao. He says, could you please elaborate on Hangsa Avatar and Nardaji? You know, I... I, I I've heard something about it, but it was a very long time ago, and my memory is a little weak. I'm getting old, so I really can't elaborate on it. I don't know the details, but I'm sure that you know you can research and find out something. But be careful when you do research. When you don't research the internet, because you never know what you're going to hear on the net in, in, on the internet. I, I forgive me for that. You know, I'm I'm. I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. Nobody can know everything about Krishna. And that's one thing that I haven't heard. But if I hear about it, I'll let you know. Hare Krishna. Earlier tonight we conducted the third master class oh. our, our monthly online session in which we spotlight hearing from our senior devotee preachers who have spent decades on book distribution 
and are eager to share it with the other devotees. It was another successful session with over 40 live participants. Oh, fantastic. Who relished these stories. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Please keep it up. Sharing means caring. Caring means giving. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stop our reading here. Um, and all glories to the Sankirtan devotees who are out there distributing these books. Srimad <coughs> um, Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Samabheda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hariri Please see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as Lord Brahmaji continues to enlighten. Uh, Narada, his mind-born son, regarding the incarnations of the Supreme Lord. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.